<sighs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, Sha. How you doing, homie? Um, I'm all right. You know, life is what happens when you're trying to run to the bathroom right quick. Um... <laughs> Did I pee? So then you go and you're like, oh, I think I did pee. Meanwhile, uh, you call me. Uh, some emails come through the work email. Uh, the cat is like, hey, I think your tea kettle's going off. So I'm just going to go in the kitchen and start knocking over shit. Uh, the tea kettle's <laughs> like, hello. And um, <laughs> I was like, wow, I wasn't even in there that long. Um <laughs> And then meanwhile, your hands are like, oh, we're still wet and you got to put lotion on us. So it's, whew, okay. <laughs> it's all good. My face is like, you just going to go out there, no lipstick? You know people you know? going to see you, right? So yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with all of you. <laughs> you all, can, <laughs> all of you can burn in a fire right now. You all asking too much. Why do you all want it at three? Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well shot you always uh could just tell me hey 315 no you know? it's all good. i thought i could it was my fault for thinking that i could pee in a minute who am i who am i yo real talk i had the same debate because i got i got like a bathroom right here mm -hmm. but like it's a basement bathroom so like it's not official like it's in uh <laughs> Yo, like it's wild illegal if, if if like I can't rent this out. It's strictly for me. Right. Right. So like it's uh I'm on a cement it's in some in a cement room with the boiler. Oh, okay. So like yeah, so it's like it's not like it's not welcoming. So I'll go there like to pee, uh -huh. but I don't like pooping it. Right. You know, but I looked at the time, I was like, damn, I gotta poop. I can't <laughs> go back into my apartment, right. you know, just you know, for the home fail, you know. So I was like, nah, I'm gonna do it here today. I manned up. You know, I dealt with the dripping noises of the boiler, <laughs> you know, but I'm here, you know, I'm ready. But you're right. I I, I normally I, I would have gone upstairs just because of the, the awkwardness of it. But then I felt like I was going to be panicking. Right. You know, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get everything ready on time. Yep. Yep. Uh, everything was very close to uh, being perfect. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, let me pee. Because if I don't pee now, I may never pee again. And um. <laughs> And then I did, and then everything in the house just, it was like Beauty and the Beast, I assume. I didn't see that. But it had a lot of talking teapots and <laughs> weird cat things, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Same so, energy. Yeah, same energy. They all were letting me know <laughs> something was up. <laughs> there was a oh, some change in the barometric pressure. And so, uh, yeah. You've yeah, made it, yeah. though, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's so all much. good. It's yeah. all good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the news, Shad. Don't worry. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do what we do. Let's we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, today, uh, uh, on the recording day, is Trump's uh, first day in the impeachment trial. And uh, I just got to respect the gangster. The Democrats kick it off by showing footage from the Capitol riots at the trial. That's right. It's part Ooh. of the opening remarks in the Senate impeachment trial. Led Lead impeachment manager... Uh, um, Rep. Jamie Raskin showed footage from the day 
pro-Trump rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol building. My man is setting the tone early. Like, yo, listen, this the dude y'all repping? <laughs> this dude right here with this nonsense? That's These are his peoples? Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. I respect the gangster right there. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been really appreciative of uh, of CNN in general with these articles because, like, a like obviously I, I try to like get like uh, real news as often as possible, so I go there first, mm-hmm. and I try to pick stuff just because I want to make sure people know, hey, go there, they, they do good work, but also because like uh, I don't know if you've gone to CNN often to their website. Um, I feel like the website editor like is giving like l- subtle cries for help. Um, <laughs> you know, so I just I like whoever if someone knows them, tell them I'm reading their articles. I appreciate they work and I see them. But uh, yeah, like there's like little shot. I'm not I'm, maybe I'm bugging, right? You tell me. You go on the website. This is what I saw, right? I see all these articles. Mm-hmm. They're important articles, right? Like including this one, right? I thought it was really dope that this was noticed. But I also noticed that, like, every now and then, they're, like, slipping, like, a headline title that's just, like, a little too, like, yo, help me, you know? <laughs> like, these are these are real, this is a real two headline titles I saw today. Uh-huh. On, on the main page, I ain't, like, click no weird tabs. <laughs> I'm on the CNN.com. Uh, two articles I, I saw. One was, are eggs good or bad for you? And then the other one is, is this how I die? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, baby. Okay. Uh, yo, someone going through it over there. Like, Oh, no. <laughs> I, I know, like, egg, egg recipes was vital in the mm-hmm. political spectrum. And then the last one, he's just like, yo, I can't hide it no more. This is how I feel. <laughs> this country's got me in shambles. oh no yeah i've been feeling a pain so i just wanted to put that out there first article of the day we're talking cnn news but to whoever's doing the editing work over there gastor sees you it's okay you know also try to get some vegetables it can't be all (laughs) eggs i hear you it's easy you're like protein i get it but throw in some spinach something that's it like a green bean and then yeah. you'll bite into it and you'll go okay and it'll change a little bit but please throw in a vegetable and that's like a <laughs> reminder to myself um some green just, peppers you know do it up yeah do something but you can't don't let the eggs get you down man <laughs> <laughs> oh man i really wish i made that up that is so <laughs> uh. oh man uh Next article, uh, actually submitted by one of our listeners, the homie Ooh. Bishop. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, this is uh, uh, in basically like U.S. being, you know, stupid as usual news. Uh, Utah schools will no will no longer allow parents to opt out uh, students out of Black History Month's curriculum. So, a glad that's happening. B, I'm mad that this is something they like just decided. Uh, but yeah, uh, Utah charter school said it's no longer allowing parents to opt students out of its black history month curriculum after drawing backlash from, for initially giving families the option to do so. Um, Maria Montessori Academy director, Mika 
Hirokawa said in a statement shared with The Hill that all school families are now participating in the curriculum and that going forward, it would not allow parents to opt out of the lesson plans. Uh, yes, this is a 2021 article. Just wanted to let our listeners know this is uh, today. Oh, uh, this is wild. I'm looking at this article. So I, I'm blown away by it. All right. So I knew I heard about the story about Utah, say, you know, saying, hey, you don't have to do it. So it's this I guess it's this uh, Montessori school, which, look, I don't have any kids, uh, so I don't have a strong opinion on Montessori. Um, I just assumed it was another word for preschool when I first heard it. I was like in third grade or something. And right. uh, there was just like, oh, so-and-so goes to Montessori. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's like, oh, you know, and it is. It's it's a preschool situation, right? But there's yeah. something special about it. I don't, everyone, does every kid get a medal? I don't know what's special about Montessori. Like they're teaching them earlier. I don't, I don't understand yeah, like what the my, deal is. My understanding um, as a parent, I did a little research on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it's deeper than this, but my understanding is that it is uh student led teaching. So like the students decide what they want to focus their learning time on. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that also a big part of their thing also is that uh they tend to be a bit more blended with age. So instead of like being strictly five year olds, it'll be five through seven. And it encourages uh a mixture of like leadership and helping and community aspects. A lot of it sounds cool. Theoretically, mm-hmm. a lot of it also sounds like the beginning of like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I'm yeah, not, I'm, yeah. Mm, like I if don't... I like being real shot, if I, if I had a thousand kids, I would like, yo, a hundred of y'all, Y'all going to do more to sort monastery in schools because I want to see how that works. Right. But I only got two kids. Like, I can't gamble <laughs> yeah. on my two kids on yeah, this, like, yeah. new age idea. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah. That, okay. That's what I understood so, of it. Knowing that, that explains, because I just saw in this article where um, uh, a letter was sent out uh telling it that administrators were letting the children exercise quote exercise their civil rights to not participate in black history month at the school end quote because a few families had asked not to participate and i i get the whole thing about montessori is that the children get to pick the direction of the learning and some of them didn't feel like learning about black people in utah um it's understandable because I'm guessing yeah. that's just learning about the Utah jazz, but <laughs> like that's they're doing is... great. You know, they're over 500 this year. <laughs> yeah, what right. do I need to know? It's just stats. <laughs> it's just stats is all it is for Utah. Um, but uh, I guess now they're just like, okay, so it's not going to, from now on, it's not going to let the parents opt out of lesson plans, which may go against the heart of Montessori, but also, <sighs> I don't know, man. Like that seems iffy (laughs) to just let, to just let, uh, like, of course you're going to get backlash if you're, if after all of this time, after all the things that the kids could opt out of learning now is when they're like, let's use it now. Like now is when you call your lifeline for your millionaires on black history month. No one did it for math. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is the first, like, if anyone was like in doubt that like some kids are just born evil, 
Like this might like sway you. Like this ain't it's too early to say like nah he learned that. Like if you like four, you're like, nah, beyond wanna learn about them. Like yeah. that's a little like suspect to me. Yeah, I'm like, huh, okay. How would the kid I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't have known between five and seven that I never really want to learn about history. That took yeah. much longer. So I wouldn't have known to opt out then, let alone black history. <laughs> in yeah. fact, from five to seven, honestly, I was submerged in the deepest black history you could imagine. So <laughs> I didn't have the, it was only black history. Uh, I was going to a private school in Brooklyn called Wayusi Shule, where we learned Swahili. Like it was nothing but black history for me. During the Montessori years. Yo, that's kind of dope, actually. Yeah, it was in, it was like in Flatbush, uh, like I think off of Church Street or something, but we used to walk there. And um, yeah, we had little uniforms. And in the morning, instead of saying the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag, we had the uh, Pan African flag, so the red, black, and green flag. And then we sang a song to that flag that included all seven principles of Kwanzaa and what they meant every morning. And I'm six. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of deep. I'm dick- <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, child, like, I'm yeah. looking up to school. My kids uh, are going there next yeah, year. Now. I don't, I'm sure they're not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they were running. I mean, like the preschool version of it was like someone's brownstone. Um, you know, uh, a white dude actually. Um, and very confusing. So, uh, but I guess, you know, they funding. Anywho, I don't ask any questions, but I, you know, we went to little protests. They had us out there in daishikis at protests, holding our fists up. Like this was my Montessori. So I didn't have the option. At no point was I like, I'd like to learn about uh, the Rat Pack or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, <laughs> it was only black history. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I mean, I ended up hooking up a white dude. So don't worry. It doesn't mean it's going to stick forever. <laughs> like, let your white kids learn. Trust me, they're going to need to know something about black history if they plan on getting on any social media at any point. Because Seriously. if they don't know the black version of that social media is going to come and drag them immediately. So please let them learn it. Exactly. <laughs> we do all the cool shit. We do all the cool shit. How are they going to know who to steal from if they come didn't on. learn all the other things that was stolen from us? <laughs> <laughs> they got to learn. They learn. They learn how to do it. <laughs> so that, Oh, wait. So maybe then they shouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I'm always surprised. Like, why are their parents, like, pushing this? Like, you should be sticking, like, all of this on them, like nah, be keep this. This is how we've kept our lead, you know. Like <laughs> <laughs> y'all start opting out now, we gonna fall behind. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Anyway, wow. There's a lot. There's a lot to take in there. With oh boy. Uh, with that said, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Jazz are having a great season. You know, so uh, <laughs> keep, at least keep up with them. They're doing great. Donovan Mitchell is killing it over there. Oh, are they? Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now would be a good year for it, I guess. Yeah, you know. Pay attention. <laughs> the Jazz could use your support, Montessori School. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, unpaid rent is piling up and landlords can't hold on forever, right? In an article that only matters to gas store, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kids of struggling renters caught 
uh, much needed break when the federal uh, moratorium on evictions was extended through the end of March. But for many landlords across the U.S., uh, the, the news came as a nightmare. Um, it's important to recognize that after 10 months of severe economic distress, job loss and decline in rents, everyone is hurting, said Bob Pinnegar, president and CEO of the National Apartment Association, an industry group representing property owners. See, that's a deceptive title right there, mm-hmm. National Apartment Association. I was like, oh, this dude's repping the people that rent. Nah, he flipped it on me right there, right at the end. Industry repping the owners. Um, yeah, uh, I get this. Like, you know, I, I stated before I am, a I am a homeowner. I have like, you know, the, the massive amount of two, three tenants and, uh, definitely I, I get this article. I understand this. Um, ideally there'd be like, a a balance, right? Like, uh, an understanding of like, no one has to pay anything. Cause I don't think the answer that they've given is fair to the renters either. Right. Like, uh, the the moratorium isn't saying you don't pay rent. It's just saying you don't pay rent now. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, at some point that bill is going to come and they haven't figured out a valid solution. Um, and in turn, the landlords have still had to pay uh, mortgages. You know, most landlords are not, you know, huge conglomerates. They're, you know, people like myself that own a building. Um, so they've in turn had to continue to figure out how to make those payments. So unfortunately, some of them won't have the money and there's going to be a weird confrontation sometime in 2021 where it's like, yo, um, I owe all this bread that I've been trying to figure out how to pay or putting on my credit cards. And you have all these other people that are like, well, I don't got the last year on me, my G, because I haven't worked. Right. You know, um, I, I wish there was a solution that like got resolved, you know, something as simple as like the government saying like, yo, uh, banks. Uh, maybe like not collect. This I whole mean, year. I feel like this is uh, gonna have this is trickling up, and that that truly is like the. I feel like the easiest solution because I don't have a a horse in this race, so uh, so I'm very uninformed. <laughs> um, but it seems like, uh, you know renters uh tenants are struggling if they're not able to work they can't pay their rent okay moratorium great so now we've got landlords landlords are like great but i still gotta pay for the building okay who are you paying banks okay well then let's put all of that on hold because you guys aren't getting money that the small like this is all going up yeah and it should continue to go up and not hit any brick walls like there should it should continue to hurt everyone not that i want everyone to be hurt but i want people to feel effects because unfortunately we are a selfish folk and the only way we can even understand what needs to be done is when we feel the effects yeah so if you've built this like wall around you of money and privilege uh so that you're not touched by any of this then you're never going to be moved to do anything about it because it doesn't it, it ain't hurting me none it needs to hurt you. Big fact. And so I think, and also, I mean, are, are these banks no longer too big to fail? Mm, mm. Like if they were, if they were too big to fail, you know, in 2008, yeah. then let them not fail this time. Or maybe exactly. they need to fucking fail. Like what? Like, yeah, let's see like how big they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 never it didn't make sense to me from the beginning. I was like, you know, thankfully, like I I told people, like I I've, I've been 
pretty direct and upfront about this being an opportunity for people to show their humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, uh, I was far ahead of the, uh, uh, of the, the government's moratorium in speaking with my tenants and working out, uh, deals with them directly. Cause it made sense to me as a, like, yo, your rent, like I had people like, yo, your rent is 1400. And they were like, yo, I got six, but he's paid me rent for five years. Right. So yeah, that makes sense to me for the next six months. Let's work that out. And then when you're back to normal, we'll be paid normal. Uh, mm-hmm. I had someone else, yo, I can't, I could pay you the full rent, but, um, it's, you only rented to two people. My son and daughter's moving in with me. Okay. But I'm gonna still get the full rent. That makes sense. Yeah. That's that like, it, it felt like a chance to make logical decisions. Right. Right. And, and, and that helped each other out. Right. They found a way to make sure that I could still pay the bank and, in turn, they found a way to survive. Like those were, those were like logical conversations. And I figured that out in a week, mm-hmm. with, you know, I'm yeah. like, I'm, you know, like that's what earthed me. I'm like, yeah, like, okay, we're all going to be stuck at home. They can't work. I can't pay my bills if they're not working. Um, so yeah, let's talk it out. Let's figure out what we can do as a group. Cause either way, we're all stuck in this building together. Like somewhere. So I'm a, I want to be cool with you when I come out into the hallway to get the mail. Right. You know? So it, it just seemed like normal convos and I'm blown away that like um, the government and the housing industry and the banks that finance it couldn't figure that out. But like, I thought from jump, the banks would have been like, I, right, I need this dude to make 360 payments. <laughs> right? Like yeah. He's going to pay me, you know, 12 times for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I need 360 of those. Uh, he's paid me 60 so far. Mm-hmm. Do I want him to fail on that? Or, yo, how about, yo, we hit pause on this for this year? And if, I just thought I, mean, I keep collecting how, a year. You how know? are so many things paused for this year, but not the banks asking for their money? Yeah. Like, That's literally, like, it made so much sense to me. And then the second you do that, then you have no argument when you say, yo, no rent from the when the government says that because then no one could beef you can't you can't be complaining that they're not paying you if you don't got to pay it either but they started the other direction and Mm -hmm. i'm like yo like and even that was such a late done move like you had people stressing about if they were going to be able to pay rent for months before offering this relief that isn't relief yeah i mean it's such a backwards thing um but yeah to your point though People got to feel the pain because this is one of the few times you see serious gas thought on the podcast right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. People, they do. They have to feel the pain. They have to truly, like, understand. And, I mean, you know what? And some people just will never, they'll never be, um, you know, sympathetic. They'll never be empathetic. They yeah. will never, they will only be about uh, their money. And they, and it, ta- it, it took them some folks i'm thinking of a particular person uh someone in my family dealing with a particular landlord person who it seemed to take that landlord a minute to even get to the human side of it but before that the landlord was just like where's my money why didn't you use this you know that's supposed to come to me how do you know all that why hey grace yeah like what (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean how is everything that i do supposed to come to you you think you're the only one yeah. like it's yeah it's just very it was very annoying and i was just like i mean i'll just fly down and we'll run up on them but we can't 
<laughs> yeah, not it, an option. Not an option. Once again, uh, this is why I always stress uh, black and brown ownership on your neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody unsure, feel free to hit me up, but uh, one at a time, because then it, 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 I, I get yeah. like real uh, soapboxing. Y'all flood my uh, emails asking me, <laughs> you how do I apply for F- FHA loans and shit? Yeah. But I'm here to help. If y'all need, for real, if you do have questions, let me know. I'll help you out. I've walked through way too many people uh, for it, and I'll continue to do so. I think it's a dope mm-hmm. thing. And in mm-hmm. turn, that stuff doesn't happen because if the owner is in the community, he gives a shit about the community. How right. crazy is that idea? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a, a tough predicament to be in, and um, uh, I really wish, uh, I really wish. But now I feel like we're just we're waiting for a building. We're now we're waiting for an entity to decide instead yeah. of like individuals. Now we're going up against you know. But I think it's time, isn't it? Time. I feel I- like it's time. We've already taken. We've already uh, chinked the armor of Wall Street. Right. We um, <laughs> we uh, set white people back on their heels a little bit. There you, um, go. <laughs> you know, we uh, we're exposing all kinds of wild stuff in um, in healthcare, in you know, in the work area, just in in, in like retail and um, uh, like warehouse work, just all of the who's considered essential. We're really pulling back the curtain on a lot of stuff and banks. I mean, y'all been kind of chilling ever since y'all got y'all, you know, Ed McMahon showed up with a giant oversized check for you (laughs) in 2008 talking about y'all too big, but maybe you're not too big. I mean, if we all in the house, the only thing that's bigger than us right now is COVID. The rest of y'all ain't too big. (laughs) That's it right there. Anybody could get it right there. Anybody could get it. I really feel like that's what COVID has on the back of its jersey is anybody could get it. <laughs> Yo, COVID is gangster, real Co- talk. As that's, fuck. That's... <laughs> COVID don't give a damn. COVID is a G. Real, real talk right there. <laughs> COVID took out Marlo. <laughs> that shit from Baltimore right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Co- COVID has never played. COVID isn't as not playing and has never played. <laughs> so, I mean, um, you know, people gonna learn. People gonna learn. Yeah, fuck around <laughs> if you want to. I have said fuck around if you want to so much in the past year, <laughs> thanks to COVID. Like, okay, y'all fuck around if you want to. <laughs> COVID is collecting. It means business. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, you know, I know COVID was wild. You know how many phone calls I got this week. About people like on the low asking if I wanted to get like my shot. Oh like, yeah, early like yo yo, I got the plug. You trying to get the <laughs> shot this week? I'm like, <laughs> like what? Oh. Like they're, they're supposed to give those outlets. I'm like, yeah yeah yeah, but I got a way to get it early if you want. You know what I mean? Let me know. Look, I I get it, but I also don't want to get the shot at an underpass. <laughs> I'm not trying to get the shot on Myrtle while the M is going over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll, Yo, I'll wait my turn. Wait up swabs like that, my G. Yo, we got to cheer those, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll wait. I think I, I'll, I'll do my best to wait it out. 
<laughs> oh, man. Uh, Super Bowl ratings are in, and they're disappointing, sadly. Oh, man. Uh, taking place in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, the Super Bowl was an NFL championship game unlike any other. But the game, the big game still brought in uh, another Super Bowl victory for Tom Brady. Props to him. Um, and a sizable but smaller audience. Uh, it's 96.4 million viewers across TV and streaming, uh, according to CBS, tuned in to watch the game. But that is down uh, from the roughly 102 million viewers that were in for last year's Super Bowl on Fox. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, and a few reasons for this. One of them. Um, very uh, quickly, it was uh, unfortunately not a close game. A lot of people were expecting a high-scoring close game. Instead, it was like a mid-scoring game and really one-sided with the uh, Bucks beating the Chiefs 31-9. to mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, unfortunately, people just ain't going to rock for that. Um, second, I feel like um, not enough people recognize that more and more people are bootlegging uh, these, like, streams now, right? Like, I, I didn't okay. see- you know, so I don't I don't know if that's uh, accounted for here, but um, I felt like I watched this game um, through YouTube on like maybe like fourteen combined streams. Like it was somebody would post a stream to the game, I would see like ten minutes of the game, and then YouTube would take them out and suspend the account because they were streaming illegally. And right. He finding another stream that was continuing oh. the game. Okay, but why would you need a stream? This is on network television. Oh, cause I I I only have the uh the firebox. I don't got the antenna. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cause I'm also in that same boat. I uh, I only use the fire stick. I don't have local news, but on my fire stick, we uh, I use my roommate's mother's password for her Dish Network. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I could watch like network TV from there, but that just means I only know the weather in Mobile, Alabama. But um, <laughs> so yeah, like- I gotta. You I was know. tight because, like, the CBS app worked on my phone, mm-hmm. but not on the screen. So, like, I was mm-hmm. like, I I can't catch COVID because all four of y'all are crowding around no, me. Fr- right. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah. I, I was like, I got to get this on the screen. And that's how I was able to work it out. Um, but, yeah, and also, just in general, sports have been down. Even though we're all yeah. home, we're also all depressed. I don't yes. want to cheer for millionaires playing catch for money. It's a Yeah, it's a bit know? much. It's a bit yeah. much. Here's... Uh, okay, I'm gonna have the hot go. You know what? You take a break, uh, Gastor, because I'm about to go off about um, the reaction to the halftime show. Please um, do tell it to me. Okay, so the weekend uh, was our halftime show. Yes, this indeed. Year. And I am, I am a weekend fan, uh, former super fan, but I am a type of person who. I never fully stand anyone. I know at some point either I will lose interest or they will do something and I'll go, I don't get it or whatever, but I still check in. Okay. So with the weekend, um, I'll listen to the full albums. I, uh, a full album is whatevs, but for the most part, I enjoy what it is that he's doing. And that's because he's basically doing what he did at the beginning, which is a bunch of emo songs talking about doing cocaine with models in a loft apartment. And he's been doing that since the first note you ever heard from him. And he's still doing it today. My we man. know this about the weekend. He ain't che- <laughs> The only thing he's changing is his hair. He ain't doing 
though it's all going to be the same stuff it's all going to be emo it's not it's going to be r&b emo-ish so it's going he us he helped usher in the moodiness that r&b is doing right now because right. r&b did not used to be as moody as it is right now everybody's just kind of cooing and all the beats sound like they're underwater and that's great but <laughs> that isn't what it used to be and the the weekend was one of the first ones to really kind of bring that sound in in a big way. Um, so that's great for when you have on headphones and you waiting on a train or you taking a walk or whatever. But that's odd for a Super Bowl, I think. And he's got <laughs> some party songs. Well, I was just like, why did they pick the weekend? Not like in a he sucks, but in a have they listened to the weekend? Like, <laughs> He's got he's got popular songs and his last album was chock a block full of like eighties like authentic eighties sounding yeah. songs, right? Um the last single he put out, like Save Your Tears, is one of the most eight I still think that he just took a song from someone <laughs> and he's playing it backwards. And I'm still just kind of like, whose song is this? You know, like I'm trying to figure it out. But um yeah, so it's so, and he's got, I mean, you know, one of his biggest hits, I Can't Feel My Face, uh, <laughs> which he won a, a Kids Choice Award for. That and is it crazy. is literally about, I got so much cocaine in my system, <laughs> but we having a good time, though. And the kids were like, yeah. And I'm like, who's watching the children? Why are you playing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? So, so he comes and he has he has a vision as whatever it is he always has and so the vision for this last album cycle and promo that he's been doing has been something about him being beat up his face bandaged in different ways and then in this last most recent music video it looks like he's had some plastic surgery but yeah. everyone else in the audience watching him has masks on so he he's taken that like he and also there was like a, 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 a string of videos for this last record that were like, like Italian horror movie style, like videos, like some sort, you know what I mean? Like nothing for the kids. Not, I mean, like I, I watched them with all the lights on in the daytime. Cause I was like, I don't know about the weekend. He going, I'm going to stand up. There's going to be a werewolf in my closet. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what this dude can't and, say the um, weekend three times and shit, you know? Yeah, I can't call it. So, uh, so that's what his aesthetic has been for at least the past year. Right, so right. So that's what he did. He put on this big show, uh, as big as he can do anyway. Because, I mean, the man can't dance. He can barely do a mashed potato. That's not what we got him for, <laughs> right? Um, he's just a moody kid who was in his basement and uh, or his bedroom making music. And so he does his little half-ass dancing he's got other people dressed like him with their faces bandaged uh, uh and then it goes from like a big show to like kind of small and claustrophobic and he plays to the camera which i think is smart because yeah there's not a lot of people in the stands what's the use of being dropped from a helicopter in the middle of a football field if the fo if it's not full if it's in front of a bunch of cardboard cutouts i don't i'm not gonna risk my life if, if it's not full. So great. And also his aesthetic is great because now everybody's got a mask on because they're all bandaged up for whatever reason. Right. So, right. So it's as safe as that can be. 
So, you know, he's going on, he's singing some of the songs, you know, are good. Some are a little lackluster, some are whatever. And, um, uh, he's just out, out doing whatever, doing his performance. And, um, I'm seeing the responses are just like, that sucked. Beyonce did it better. First off, why are we comparing the weekend to Beyonce? Let's That's not stop fair. it. Quit comparing everybody to Beyonce if we already if we've already decided she the best that ever did it. Then why <laughs> let's look at what we got. We got the weekend. Who are we going to compare the weekend to? <laughs> we compare the weekend to like a Bruno Mars. We compare the weekend to like Coldplay. Who Right, right. I mean, we could have had a rock band. We could have been sitting through the Foo Fighters for fucking 14 minutes. So let's really get it our perspective straight. You know yeah. what I mean? We really want Bruce Springsteen sliding on his knees and accidentally bumping <laughs> into, the, into the camera with his crotch again. We don't. We don't want that. Um, so, like, I'm so everyone was just so angry. Oh, this was terrible. Men never have to do the most, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I mean, I get it, ladies. We want to, we all want Lady Gaga falling in from the sky again. You know, I don't, you, yes, J Lo was on the pole for damn here, her whole thing. Shakira was doing her Shakira thing. These were all great, but this is just a different beast. It's just a different one. We can't, it wasn't bad, it, it wasn't spectacular. But it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I got to right? tell you, Sha, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear this because I actually really enjoyed it. I thought. It I was, thought it was. I thought it was fine. Also, yeah. and this is a big one that I don't think a lot of people that a lot of people that I'm seeing with the negative uh, feedback may not know. But again, I, uh, you know, he, like I said, he was a sensitive. He's a sensitive little boy singing these songs, basically. <laughs> so. <laughs> On, in, on on the first record, he had a song that sampled uh, "Happy House" by Susie and the Banshees. Now I'm about to get real nerdy on you, listeners. Okay, okay, Please, okay. Excuse me. Susie and the Banshees is a band from like late late 70s into the 80s, a like a post punk new wave band, um, and they are they're enjoy British band enjoyed by art kids and goth kids from the late seventies into the eighties. Okay. So all, if you're that old and you remember all those kids that sat at the edge of the hallway at a certain set of lockers in high school, and they were all dressed in black and they all seemed kind of mopey. And even their gym clothes were black and droopy. That's who loved Susie and the Banshees. They also loved the <laughs> cure. They also loved Depeche mode. They loved all that dreary shit. And let me tell you, I am here for it a thousand percent. That is how I raised myself on that kind of shit. <laughs> but I also enjoy R and B. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing R and B and pop fans like this is bullshit. But then I'm seeing my old goth people like, Oh my God, someone played Susie and the Banshees at the Super Bowl. And yeah. let me tell you, that is mind blowing. What's wild also to me is that they had no idea that he had sampled it because they all also agreed that they never listened to his music because they don't like them because they don't <laughs> like that kind of music. And I'm like, well, so y'all don't listen to R&B at all, but you notice this. So I'm like, so neither of y'all know the other ones exist, but you all are worked <laughs> up for whatever reason. But He's I will the one say, person in that Venn diagram. I'm the, literally the sliver <laughs> in the middle of that Venn diagram. That's like, yo, pop wise, we have to adjust. We can't hold him up to the highest. He's mid tier at best, but this has been a mid tier year. I mean, the Buccaneers <laughs> won only because they got the world's 
you know, the NFL's best uh, quarterback, quarterback <laughs> um, who somehow wins everywhere he goes. I mean, look, I'm not saying the fix is in, but I, it's a little. Really, Tampa? You found Tampa around? Anyway, so, um, yeah, so, like, <laughs> like, I'm the only one who cares, but I do. So, it's like, we got to adjust. We Maybe we don't get a Beyonce in a year when uh, just being in Florida will kill you in the air. <laughs> so maybe, maybe they should stay locked away. Maybe we do get a weekend, but they all got masks on. Fantastic. But I also was like, well, I'll be goddamn. Someone's playing Susie and the Banshees. There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. That's never happened before. It so never like, will again. And no, it certainly won't. It absolutely <laughs> won't. Anyway, that has been on my heart so heavy for the past few days. I literally almost went on IG live to bitch and moan about it. And then I was like, Shalewa, drink some water, go to bed. <laughs> You're doing too much. And uh, I am, I'm happy you let me go on, but I'm so sorry for my listeners. Uh, you can come back in the room now. I'm done. You can got, you all can come back in the room. Shalewa's sharp soapbox sessions only on the war report. You want to talk about? Oh God, I, I I'm need all help. about that right there. I I felt it was the perfect uh, halftime show for this year because mm -hmm. he is he's been like quarantining his whole life. Like the dude made an <laughs> album by his damn self in the bedroom. <laughs> the man got famous, still stayed in the bedroom. Yeah, like, everything about him is like that. And I, and to your point, that's what I thought was dope about what he was doing. In the special, like uh, when he goes inside and like he has that like little panic moment that everyone's making fun of, and uh, right, but we all house. have felt it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we all felt this year. I was like, yo, that's that's perfect of what yeah. we're going through. Like I thought, and I thought he did a a better job than most people in doing uh, a show that was catered to us at home. Yeah, and it made the most sense this year. To your point, there absolutely. Yeah, I was a big fan of it. I thought it was uh, really well done. Um, but you know, I get it. People wanted more. Uh, the dude don't dance. He don't speed. He, he don't dance. He's got one spin move in one, one of his videos. That's it. And That's I cool. look, and I saw him early on in his career live and I enjoyed the show, but I still was grumpy about having to pay the money for it. But it was, <laughs> I was like, bruh, these are just mixtapes, but you know, <laughs> we're trying to get you to a major label. I'll help you. But, uh, I enjoyed it, but he moved like someone who had been practicing moves in his bedroom forever. But granted, he probably was like 20 or 21 when he yeah. first entered the world like that so i get you know what i mean so i'm like yeah he hasn't gotten much better but he hasn't you know look he's combing his hair now like <laughs> you know when i saw him there were two dreads like you know so like i, I Yo, he's yeah working. He's trying. I, yeah i'm not saying you gotta throw all the accolades at him but i definitely am saying he did not suck he absolutely did not suck yeah. he gave us the show that we deserved watching from home or watching on youtube like you said because i didn't watch the whole thing i i was you know taste testing cold boneless wings on my <laughs> ig so i wasn't even watching so i went back and watched it the next morning or whatever but yeah it was good for that and now we've got this great meme of him walking through beautiful lighting personally yeah. i think um so yeah so just people. fall back they still got the beyonce thing on youtube sit down and watch that one over and over <laughs> Uh, yeah, you go. And also, Leonard Fournette got robbed. Um, I'm tired of Tom Brady continually winning MVP awards 
instead of the really far more talented black man that are on his team. I fully respect his leadership and that he wins. I think that's great. I'll even say he was the MVP of the playoffs. If you want to say he's the reason they won for the whole journey. But on that day, that game, Leonard Fournette running back should have got the MVP. The dude, mm-hmm. you know, like he got Jack. I, he scored a touchdown, ran for 80 some yards, uh, caught another 47 yards. Uh, total offense. It was just under, it was just over 150 Meanwhile, the quarterback, Tom Brady, passed for 204. So I'm like, this dude, you got the advantage of throwing the ball and you barely threw 50 yards more than this dude who <laughs> caught some of them passes and ran. He had to run all of that shit. Right. Run through five to seven people at a time for them joints. You know, get that <laughs> man his respect. He earned that. You know what I mean? It, I, I, I was disgusted by it. And, and I was so annoyed that it didn't even come up. Like, I knew nobody was going to mention it. I uh-huh. hadn't heard that shit in the media. No one said his name, you know? And and Tom knew it was bullshit. That's why Tom like tried to give him a cute nickname so like he doesn't feel bad. You know? <laughs> I hate when people do that. Yeah. Oh my god, people do that all the time. Yo, when they like, know yo. they're wrong and they try to like chummy up to you, fuck that shit. Yeah, give that man his props, man. Don't be don't be like trying to make it smooth and shit. It was, it was trying to like play Leonard. What was it? It was uh like like uh he was saying like final four net or some shit or like some nonsense to like make it seem like yeah i appreciate your work yeah but he should have just gotten that trophy you know anyway we're so boxing up <laughs> in here for valid reasons today i'm right? so glad that we are uh worked up over this for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason that has gotten us where i'm just happy to feel again you know there what i mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thrilled. <laughs> uh, back to the news here. We uh, 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 this is a real article. A male polar bear kills a female polar bear during breeding attempt at the Detroit Zoo. A uh, female polar bear was killed by a male polar bear during an attempt at breeding on Monday. Uh, female Anana, who was 20 years old, and male Nuka, 16, had lived together without incident in 2020. And zoo officials say they were surprised and devastated by what happened. This uh, was completely unexpected, and the Detroit Zoo staff was devastated by the loss of Anana. Uh, Nuka, who um, has lived um, at the zoo for 10 years without ever showing harmful behavior toward a female polar bear, according to the Zoological Society. Uh, And Anana had lived at the zoo for just over a year. Um, I I was blown away about how much this article sounded like every guy article on hollywood like it just replaced. literally it reminded me of that story from a few weeks ago where the woman went to a store that was in harlem i think and dudes tried to holler at her and she was just like no thanks and then she went outside and then the dudes beat her up jeez and like I- um like like really hemmed her up her and her girlfriend and she was just trying to go home you can't like, take notes from work yeah, and- I read this. I thought it was like a reductress article. Like, yo, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> we got to yeah. meet through the bears too. Like, yeah. yo, everybody, every guy is out of control. Yeah, but I, a little bit. Every guy is out of control. You know, <laughs> it, I'm seeing. I'm believing in them more and more. Yeah, like, listen, it, it, this is ridiculous, me. Like, and every, oh, like, I'm mad that like even when it's a bear, like the zoology uh, society is still on some like protect them. Like, nah, he never acted like this before. Yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, misogyny like all the, over the place. You know? Yep. 
I felt terrible for it now. I was like, yo, this is, I'm sorry you're dealing with these battles. You, yeah, you know? that is, that really makes me upset. And then the last sentence of this is, the last time an animal was killed by another animal at the zoo was in 1998. That incident also involved polar bears. Maybe they just don't want to be in Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe y'all just shouldn't have polar bears. What's going Like, <laughs> what's happening? I really don't like them numbers. I know that's a long time, but I still don't. Look at that. Mm-mm. The car industry left and everything went crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I, so, look, if you're out there and you're a male polar bear or you're just a male in general and you are trying to get some and it's not going your way, please just back away. Just walk away. That's it. That's it. Just walk away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't want to be talking about your ass on this That's podcast. Talking about maybe you shouldn't be in Detroit. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't think uh not enough guys understand like uh shoot is shoot, like the phrase, yeah. right? That means keep like trying with other females, not keep a trying with the same female. Right. You know, like she yes. said, no, it's okay, move it's on. Okay. Yeah. Someone will like your nonsense. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever shit you think is cool that she didn't think was cool, it's all right. Someone's out there for Someone's you. Someone's out there, but keep- you're not. You're not going to find it while you yeah. keep trying with this one. Let yeah. let that one go. Yeah. And it, it's just not cool if you had to trick her or convince her, uh, you know, like make her think your shit is cool. Just find someone that thinks your shit is cool. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, relationships are hard, y'all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Coca-Cola is introducing its first bottle made from 100% recycled plastic. Um, it is launching a new bottle size for the first time in a decade, but it's what the bottle is made of that marks an even more notable first 100% recycled plastic material. The new 13 by 2 ounce recyclable bottle uh, that some customers will see on the shelves for the first time this week made entirely of other plastics is the latest move in Coca-Cola's several year initiative to reduce its plastic waste. Coke is also hoping the size attracts younger under 25 drinkers who are seeking sustainable packaging and sometimes even shunning the company because of uh, their current uh, options. Okay. So you think by giving them 13 ounces instead of 20 ounces and putting it in a, a more sustainable packaging, that's what's keeping the young people from drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I under 25 drinkers. Oh, I, I would dare say that if there is a teenager um, who is not drinking all of the soda that they possibly could drink, it is because their parents are on their ass right now telling them not to drink soda. Basically. Um, So I don't think giving them, you know, six and a half less ounces is really (laughs) what's holding it back. But I'm glad I'm glad that you're doing uh, this new bottle shape. When I opened up this article and looked at the picture, I said, damn, them bottles sitting. So <laughs> bottle can get it. Yeah. I mean, they really, they, they really like sitting in the, yeah, they really got, got a lot going on at the bottom. <laughs> There's a lot of base. There's a lot of base in these bottles. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of base in these bottles for sure. <laughs> 
So, and also to uh, any of our black listeners, this includes Sprite. I'm looking at the Sprite bottle as well. So I know that that's what we drink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that also includes Sprite. There you go. You are, you are included. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't forget about us. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Instagram wants reels to be more than a hub for recycled TikToks. That's right. Uh, Instagram's short form video feature has been flooded with popular TikToks and Facebook owned. uh, The Facebook owned company seems to have noticed on Tuesday, Instagram said it's making changes to the videos it recommends in the dedicated Reel tab on the home screen, including not serving up videos with watermarks or logos from other platforms as often. Um, they've done the research and people are less uh, finding the experience less satisfying when they see the content is recycled from other apps or is blurry and low resolution due to uh, the recycling of the uh, video content. Um, however, Instagram did not mention TikTok by name um, because uh, that would just acknowledge the fact that this is a stolen feature. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was blown away by this article. It was like, yo, we took uh, this idea from TikTok, but yo, how y'all just going to keep using the same videos from TikTok? You know, I we okay. wanted y'all to make original shit in the exact and- same uh, settings and format of the other shit that we stole from. Also, this proves that they didn't truly do their homework on TikTok. Um, those TikToks that the kids are making, the they're not easy. They can take, like, especially if you're doing anything with any sort of, if, the editing is not, it's not yeah, quick. It's insane. So it, it could take you all day. And I mean, you can come up with a great thing, even like, but like, it takes a lot. It, it takes a lot. So, and you're doing this in the TikTok app right yeah you're not doing this just on your phone so whatever it is that you're doing and editing and putting together as soon as you're done it's going to be stamped tiktok so now you want me to do all of that again for reels (laughs) just for you come on just for you because you don't want to let me nah then just get rid of whatever it is that you you know what i mean you stole it You stole it. Maybe you're able to do the same thing, but I only have one day. I only have one day off to spend on making this two-minute TikTok. I only have 36 hours to do it. So I don't have time. I can't spend two days on. I can't spend two days on making one for each we don't have the time. And these we are the professionals. The we are people who are creators on social. We tell like, them we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't fit it so, into the day. Yeah. I mean, like, do you want, I mean, do you want your kids to go back to school? You want them sitting around making TikToks <laughs> and reels? What do you want? <laughs> you can't have it both ways. It's not, you know. Uh, yeah, I've seen this one, uh, this one young lady on TikTok who uh, she, like, does one of those videos where, like, uh, she like dances to her songs while changing clothes constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and that's kind of like one of the ones you're talking about, where like the editing is insane. So like, she'll like do a move, new outfit, new outfit, and the video was like 12 seconds. Then she posted a behind the scenes video of that on YouTube of how she made it, and the whole process took 18 hours. Come on, I'm like, you want people doing that twice? 
Yeah, nah, nah. uh-uh. Go on and just fucking give us a filter to clean it up so it doesn't look so... Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just... <laughs> or get rid of reels. Another thing that... It's it's funny that you picked this out because uh, a thing that I read, like, a week or so ago, a change that Instagram wants to do is uh, they want to limit your ability to post someone else's grid post on your in your stories. Okay. So say I have a, a flyer for a show on my um on my main Instagram feed or whatever. Right. And uh you're on that show. So you want to let your people know. And so normally you'd click the little arrow share in your stories, right? Yeah. They're going to try to limit you being able to share that in your stories. Why? I don't know. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I truly don't see what the problem is. Yeah, that just seems like they bored. They won't fuck with us. We like, oh, what yeah, happens if so we do this? I, I feel like they want they're they're wanting some sort of exclusivity with just within Instagram, and then like I, I don't know if they're worried that like I don't know if people have been complaining that they feel like someone shared their main their grid. Uh, post and now they're like well people may take uh ownership of it or something but it's like it notifies you when someone does that yeah so you already like we know when you do that i don't know i don't know what's going on with instagram i need them to not fuck around because i swear to god if i have to learn how to tiktok because <laughs> instagram is straight tripping right now me and Shalewa will not be doing synchronized dances because of y'all. Okay, uh -uh. I'm nope. tired. I will no. reserve my dancing I... to three <laughs> holidays a year. That's it. <laughs> Wait, what are those holidays? What, my... <laughs> what are those holidays? New Year's, right? I okay. got. I got to do New Year's. Uh, mm -hmm. Christmas, I do a dance with my mom. Right. And okay. Yeah, my, that's the one day we all all family gets together. I gotta give mom one dance a year. That's the uh -huh. day we do. I do a merengue with my mother. That's at, fair. Uh, you know, I got to do that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my wife gets to call an audible. So I'll do one dance with Gabby at any point during the year, whenever she chooses. You want to do it for the anniversary, was, Valentine's was Day. this whatever in, the in the prenup? The, <laughs> <laughs> it, the rules are so stringent. I feel like that you have this notarized somewhere. <laughs> It's, it's the it's what I've realized. Like, yo, if I do less than this, we have a problem that year. Like, if okay. I'm looking back, like, yo, 2016 was hard. Oh shit, I missed that dance. Okay. You know, like I always see the correlation, so I know if I hit those numbers, I'm good. Mm. You know, wow, that's so funny. Oh <laughs> man, that's hilarious. That's so great. Uh, finally, uh, in uh, closing news for today, Michelle Obama is launching. A cooking show on Netflix. Oh, that's what's up. Former First Lady Michelle Obama is launching a kid-centric cooking show on Netflix. Uh, Obama will be a star and executive producer of Waffles and Mochi. Mochi, am uh, I saying that? I th maybe Mochi? Waffles and Mochi, mochi? which uh -huh. will be available for streaming starting March 16th, geared towards a younger audience that will feature two puppets aptly named Waffles and Mochi. And Obama mm -hmm. as a supermarket owner. The show will chronicle their journey as they try to become chefs. Oh, that's just, I dig the ambition in. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I can't. I. 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 I don't know. I didn't know uh, Obama was uh, 
like known for her chef game. I know she was the exercise one. She was the well, yeah. 16. It's all about like like she was all about uh, like taking care of childhood obesity. So okay. she was like, so she like built a garden um, that they used in the White House. She built, you know, had a garden built. Do you build a garden or do you plant one? Anywho, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she. Uh, you know, had them working out and, you know, running all over the dancing on stages or whatever it was she was doing. Um, and uh, so this makes sense as a continuation of that brand of like helping the kids move, especially now. Like I would be happy if I uh, if these little uh, waffles and mochi came over and uh, cooked for me anything, anything, <laughs> really. Whatever, just... make yeah, make <laughs> make waffles and mochi. Actually, those are two very sweet things. So maybe not. <laughs> but you know I, I i love this so much just because like for anyone that was on some like yo michelle should run for president shit you think she wants to give up this fun ass sounding job for that Thank stress you. like yeah. you guys are wild and she did her time she helped us as much as she can and she'll pop in for the assist every now and then but mm -hmm. this sound like a blast like to be doing like yo what you did today where i fucked around in the supermarket <laughs> You know what I mean? I chill with these puppets all day. I was kicking it. No. <laughs> that sounds like a black. You want me I really hope that Barack turns to Michelle and says, hey, what'd you do today? And she goes, man, I fucked around in the grocery store. <laughs> I hope that's how she answers that question. Yo, man. I'm just chilling with these puppets. And then that's it. No further explanation. He just like, word, word. <laughs> And they go back to watching whatever they're watching. That's how I picture all their conversations. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you like what you heard, if you want to hear more uh, Obama fan fiction, whatever you're into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, please check it. Thank you for checking out the show, and please continue to do so. Uh, like and subscribe to the show in whatever format that you're on. If you're an Apple listener, please continue to rate us. Always appreciate it. Um, if you are a listener to the show, like the homie Bishop today, submit any articles you'd like for us to check out and review and discuss on the show. Um, DM us directly on either Twitter or Instagram, at Silky Jumbo, at Gaster Armonte, and we'll give you a shout-out when we cover the article that you sent in. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Gaster Armonte. I'm always with the homie. Chalet was sharp. Catch y'all at the next war report. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>